Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 77, From Rejection to Direction, a wonderful interview with my friend, Lady Giovanna Ellison. Hi, this is Ray Edwards from RayEdwards.com, and you're listening to Brian Holmes, one of my favorite people and certainly one of my favorite podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. Fantastic to have you with us. It is March 20th. To 2015, and you have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, activating destinies, awakening dreams. Hey, we want to see you healed, your mind renewed. We want to see you become all that God has created you to be and to accomplish everything that He has assigned you to do. Going to be an amazing program today. What an interview, what a topic. Let's get started, everybody. Well, thank you so much for being with us today on the program. I am delighted to have you with us. Uh, it is such a common theme with people that I meet all over the world that they experience rejection at an early age or on some level they do not have the approval of or do not receive the approval or affirmation from father figures, mother figures, those that are meaningful voices in their lives. Many are abandoned. Many experience the plight of growing up in a single parent home. And for whatever reason, they take on a spirit of rejection. And this describes so many people who whether they understand it or realize it or not, they struggle with this internal dialogue. I'm not good enough. I'm not accepted. I am not able to, or no one loves me, or I have to perform or go out of my way to do something to impress somebody. Rejection, abandonment, these things drive us to make decisions that many times are destructive and counterproductive to God's destiny and plan for our life. Well, I have today on this program a person who has become a friend and a colleague of mine in the last year, and Lady Giovanna Ellison, and she goes by Lady J. And what an amazing leader! What an amazing person. What an amazing story you're going to hear in this interview today. Giovanna is an executive leadership coach. She is a leading purpose strategist. She literally wakes up every day excited to go about the the business of doing what God has given her to do in the earth, and that is to equip high potential women and visionary men with confidence, with clarity, so that they can live out their authentic purpose and experience success as entrepreneurs, as leaders, as pastors. And she is doing such a great job at that. She is the president and founder of Professional Women of Integrity, 
a phenomenal movement of over 4,000 talented, faith-filled businesswomen who are from all over, all parts of the world, all parts of the country for sure. She's an author. She is a speaker. She's an entrepreneur herself. And she is also the wife of a tremendous man of God. And they together shepherd and serve a group of people in Montgomery, Alabama and the surrounding area. It is my pleasure right now to introduce you to my friend who I met just about a year ago through our mutual acquaintance, Dan Miller. Let's go right now to my interview with Giovanna Ellison. Lady J, it is an honor to have you on the program today. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. You know, we met uh, some time ago, I guess it's been, gosh, maybe a year ago almost now, through Mm -hmm. our mutual friend and mentor, Dan Miller, in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, that was a great day for me. I knew about you, you knew about me, but we had not met each other, and boom, there was the connection. (laughs) And it was a great connection. Yeah, it was. We uh, we actually had dinner at a quaint little cafe uh, one evening with our mastermind group, and uh, we just happened to wind up at the same table, and we just had our own little thing going that night. It was kind of fun. Awesome. It well, really was. Tell us about all of the wonderful things happening in your world. You have absolutely uh, just blown up in such a powerful kingdom kind of a way the last year or so. God has opened so many great doors for you. The work that you're doing is impacting so many lives, so many people. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your work. Oh, sure. Well, again, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here and to speak to your audience. I am so excited to be actually doing work that I truly, truly love. I cannot wait to get out of bed in the mornings now. What I do is I help people find their purpose, find their authentic voice and walk in their calling. Um, If you want an official title, it's a leadership strategist and leading purpose coach, helping people find out their place in the world. And so, I do that through the means of my writing, um, also through live events and coaching. Fantastic. That sounds a little bit familiar because as you well know, our our ministry, our calling, our purpose uh, here and has been for years, very similar to really bring healing to people, to help mm-hmm. them discover who they are, to develop it, them into the potential and the leaders that they have been called to be and to release them and activate them into their purpose. So Uh, That's why I think you and I are connected so well together uh, as we converse and talk and have time together. Uh, You just recently released a brand new book and called You Have What It Takes. And what an amazing accomplishment that is. Congratulations, first of all, uh, on on authoring a book and publishing a book. But that book has really taken off and done well and is already impacting a lot of lives. Tell us about the book. Sure, sure. Well, thank you for that. The book is called You Have What It Takes. And really, it's about equipping people to understand that if you're going to have success, if you're going to reach the next level that God really has for you, you have to first believe in yourself and believe that you have what it takes. You know, many of the principles that are in the classic like Think and Grow Rich and the magic of thinking big are highlighted throughout this book as well. We become what we think about. And so- 
the book is really helping people to push past that resistance that Stephen Pressfield talks about and also helping them to understand that they've got to have something that I call in the book the confidence factor. And really what the confidence factor is about, it's about protecting your confidence, knowing that each one of us has the ability to shape our confidence. And as we step into our purpose, realize our voice, it's so important that we remember that another person's opinion about you is never as important as your opinion about you. And you can rise to any challenge if you have the right frame of mind. So really the book is about equipping people with the right tools, strategies to uh, place them in a, in a mentality of helping them know that, you know, you've got to get in the right mindset. And once you change your mind, you can change your life. And I talk about my personal story of rejection as well in the store in the book that helps people to understand their purpose I want to hear that story I want our audience to hear some of your story because I I find that uh, people like you and I who uh, do the kind of work that we do when it's authentic it's really coming from our own personal journey it's coming from our own experience our own brokenness many times and Mm -hmm. I would love for our folks to to hear some of what you experienced to come to the place where you are today Sure, sure. Well, in the book, I I wrote a chapter called When Daddy Walked Away. And really, this is a story about how I used a moment in my life where my dad walked away when I was nine years old on Christmas Eve. He Mm. gathered my my mom, my sister and I into the master bedroom and essentially basically told us, you know, why he had to go and uh, wasn't coming back. And of course, I was the youngest. So I'm pleading with him, literally begging him not to go. And daddy, I'll do better. Uh, This is all my fault. Um, I'm so sorry. What can I do to make it right? And no matter how much pleading I did, he still walked away. And so for so many years, all the way through high school, college, and even as a young adult, I carried a bitterness with me. I carried a silent resentment with me that the the man that I needed and loved the most walked away. uh, And and I blamed myself, really. I blamed myself for my parents' divorce. As a young woman, I blamed myself for him leaving. And I, I talk about in the book how I really know what it's like to go through a slow forgiveness. And that slow forgiveness being that place where, you know, you're just not quite sure if you're fully there yet. You you want to let go of it, but you're not sure if you really can because you've just been hurt so deeply. And so I know what that's like. And when I told this story. Uh, so many people started coming to me and saying, Giovanna, I can relate. You know, my husband left or my wife left or or I'm having, you know, issues in my family or with my children because rejection, oftentimes when it comes from the people that are closest to us, that's when it stings the most. That's when it hurts the most. And so I recently went through a journey of massive healing and forgiveness. And when I tell you um, God just came in and did a mighty, mighty work, he did just that. My dad celebrated his 70th birthday uh, just last, about a month and a half ago now. And I surprised him. I flew out to California for his birthday party. He didn't know I was coming. In fact, I kind of set it up that way to make him think I wasn't coming. But I surprised him. And when I walked through the doors, he broke down and cried for about 
uh, I'd say anywhere from five to seven minutes. And all he told me were the words, I'm sorry. No matter what the situation, no matter what happened, what I did was wrong. And now I want to move forward. And all I needed was an apology. You know, uh, he had given me an apology before as I was growing up, you know, but I didn't, I wasn't ready to receive it then. But now, you know, now that I've had my own bumps and bruises and scars along the walk of life, I was truly, truly ready. And so now we have an excellent relationship and God is just, we talk almost literally every week and It has just been an amazing journey of healing and forgiveness. And what I talk about in the book is how to use your rejection for direction. God has a way of making all things new. He really does. Amazing. You know, in the the work that I do in the personal healing area of life, I find Mm -hmm. so many people have experienced extreme rejection. Mm -hmm. And most times, as you described, it happens early in life. Mm-hmm. And there is an imprint that takes place in the mind, the heart of that young child, that young woman, that young man. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost becomes an identity. It becomes something that one believes so deeply that they're rejected. They're not worth something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't good enough. So therefore, this person walked away or rejected me or, or pushed me aside. And I, I know that in your experience, having walked through this on a very personal level, you, you must have identified a number of things in this journey now that are markers or that are indicators of this particular issue being prevalent in one's life. What are some of the things that you know are indicators of this unresolved rejection issue? Oh, absolutely. Well, there is a book that I just finished reading. It's by, and your audience may be familiar with it, by Robert McGee. It's called The Search for Significance. But many times what I find is people that are dealing with some level of rejection, especially when it comes from a family member or someone that was truly close to them, they will seek out ways to get the attention of the person that, you know, that they want that acceptance from the most. And oftentimes what happens is we bury ourselves in the search for significance. And that's what I did growing up. I, I, I was so driven because I was trying to do this and trying to do that because inside there was that little girl that was saying, look, dad, look, dad, you know, and, and, and every time I got a new accomplishment and the accomplishments got bigger and bigger or higher and higher, there was still that little girl saying, look, dad, you know, are you here, Dad? I interviewed Dr. Meg Meeker, uh, leading pediatrician and author of the book uh, Strong Daughters, Strong Fathers. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she talks about is how in the course of her lifetime, every woman will take at least one man to the grave. And it's not her husband. Wow. It's her it's her dad, either because she she loved him so much and, and he just passed away or because he was just never there and she buried him in her heart. And, and that's what I did. I, I had buried him in my heart. And so you have to you want answers. Mainly, uh, one of the significant indicators is that people that are rejected want answers. You know, they want to know why. And many times people that are rejected cover up their rejection, meaning that, well, I'm just never going to open myself up to a new relationship or I'm going to stay guarded, um, you know, and I'm never going to let anybody else in. Some people are easily manipulated because they're 
they're so sensitive to criticism and, and, and so they react defensively. And so, um, there's so many different ways that people deal with the fear of rejection. But one of the things that I found that is the most helpful of dealing with rejection is that we can only overcome the fear of it when we value the constant approval of God over the conditional approval of people. That's the answer. Wow. Say that again. Just, you got to say that that's powerful right there. The only way we can overcome the fear of rejection is to value the constant approval of God over the conditional approval of people. Wow. I think that hits the nail on the head because I find that those who either through rejection or through the absence of approval mm-hmm. in our early childhood, uh, we spend our life performing for people's approval and you just called it conditional approval and we are constantly seeking the the attaboys or the that's my girl or i really love you and approve of you or i I, you're i'm proud of you we're always looking for that and because of that we are consumed with the approval of people when what we have to understand as you just mentioned a moment ago is that the only person whose approval i'm seeking i already have it it's my, right. fa- it's my father in heaven. That's right. And that's- so what a beautiful, beautiful statement you just made. My gosh, that's amazing. Amazing. Wow. And, and you know what? The, the good news is that, you know, we are already fully pleasing to God. And so we don't need to be devastated when others respond to us in a negative way. And I think that is the that's the secret sauce is because we're always going to, you know, it's a basic human need. We all want to be loved, approved, accepted. But we what we have to know and keep in the forefront of our minds is that, you know what, over 2000 years ago, he was already nailed to a cross. Yeah. And so he already deemed me worthy. And he already said, you know what, daughter, you know what, son, whoever's listening, you're listening right now, you are already fully pleasing to God. And so you don't have to be devastated when somebody else responds to you in a negative way. And I think another thing is this, we cannot expect people to do for us what only God can do. Absolutely. You know, I often think of of Jesus as a young boy, and we assume uh, that he was bar mitzvahed at you know the the age of 12 as most hebrews are mm-hmm. and but he was done that was done by his earthly father or his or his natural father figure which was of course joseph mm-hmm. but then we see this picture when he goes down to the river to be baptized by john mm-hmm. where heaven opens and uh this voice emanates from heaven that says this is my beloved son in whom i'm well pleased Yes. At, at that point, he had not performed any miracles. Mm. He had not taught any massive, amazing, powerful, life-altering lessons mm-hmm. on a hillside. He, had, he did not have a following. Mm. There was not anything that he had done to gain anyone's approval, mm. but he was accepted. He That's was approved right. of. Yes. And fast forward, of course, as you just mentioned, past the cross. And here we are now, sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are accepted in the beloved in that's positional. Yeah. And so that same voice, that same heavenly proclamation, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter mm. in whom I'm well pleased is constantly being spoken over us in the heavens. And uh, what an amazing thing to know that we are not rejected. We are accepted. Yes. Awesome stuff, man. Awesome stuff. 
Well, I also know a little bit of something about your story that I want to just take a right turn here for just a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I do a lot of work, a lot of ministry in churches around the world, and I meet a lot of people, both men and women, by the way, mm-hmm. who are a little older than their 20s, maybe even older than their 30s, maybe even in their 40s, mm-hmm. who have not yet found the one that God has designed for them, who have not yet uh, encountered the relationship connection that leads to marriage, that leads to a lifetime of partnership. And you have an amazing story as it relates to how God kept you and Mm -hmm. how God led you and how God preserved you for a particular moment in time when he would catapult you into this destiny thing and the relationship you have with your husband. I want to hear about that. Wow. Oh, wow. That was a right turn. (laughs) Uh, You know, it, 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 it plays into the rejection piece. It really does. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You'll, you know, I, I made just getting to the chase of it. I made the decision as a young woman to keep myself until marriage. And I, I was a virgin on my, my wedding day. And um, I left everything that I knew in Los Angeles, California, to move to a, a to move to Montgomery. And it was a huge, huge leap for me because um, I, you know, I left everything I knew. I left a job that I actually loved. Um, I left family, everything. The only person I knew in Montgomery was my husband. But here's the kicker. I kept myself because it had been prophesied to me as uh, when I was actually 13 that I would be married to a pastor. And so I held on to that and I knew that I didn't want to taint myself with anything else. Um, and I, so I started praying for my spouse. And I want to encourage those of you uh, women or, and men who are listening today, if you know, you're desiring God to bless you with a mate, you know, start praying for them now yes, and, yes. and ask God to you know, prepare you for your mate. God, protect them, keep them safe, keep them covered wherever they are. And so that that was my testimony. <laughs> and I, I, I have told it time and time again. And men and women would ask me, well, how did you do that? You know, how in the world? That's so that's so old fashioned now. Well, I tell them, you know what? It starts with making up your mind. It goes back yeah. to what I write about in the book. You have what it takes. You got to set the boundaries. I love Dr. Henry Cloud's book that talks about boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we even when we were dating, uh, we would set boundaries when we were dating. We wouldn't be in the same hotel room. We would, you know, we would make sure that we did things to protect ourselves. We weren't perfect now, but we did things to protect ourselves so that we would keep and maintain that testimony. That's amazing. And the reason why I I ramped all that up with the age thing is that, uh, and I I won't out you on your age, uh, but (laughs) I will say this, uh, you waited a while. I did. You you were patient. You did not grow weary in well doing. You you trusted the word of God for your life enough to not settle for less than what God ultimately had for you in season. 
Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I can't say that I, I didn't grow weary because I, I definitely did at times, but I just knew that there was a bigger promise on the other side. And, you know, every day is not perfect, but you've got to remember your why. That's one of the things I help my clients get to is the core mm-hmm. of your why, knowing why you're in business. Why are you doing this? I like what Michael Hyatt says or what he says his wife said, Gail, when you lose your why, you lose your way. And so it's so important that we remember why. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, I I thought that was such an important part of your story because Mm -hmm. uh, in many ways, I think the things we experience in our childhood, for example, in my case, and my audience knows clearly that I was molested as a young man, a -hmm. young boy, 11 years old, and had a lot of trauma and issues related to that growing up in my life. And these, in your case, uh, rejection or your father walking away. And and of course, by the way, that also means for a number of years of your life, most of the years of your childhood, you did not have a a father speaking into your life on the level that God designed. And so all these things play that. And I noticed that the things that happened to us in our early childhood are strategies of the enemy to derail us in moments of decision where we're at destiny crossroads. And uh, that's why I brought up the thing about being married what an amazing thing how you made a decision you made a commitment you you stood in faith knowing that god had something for your life when everything not everything but most a lot of things were stacked against you emotionally as it related to rejection as it related to men etc and man how many opportunities did you have along the way to settle mm-hmm. and give in and and to and to you know, just take whatever came along as opposed to holding for what God had for your life. And I just commend you for that. What an amazing testimony that is. Thank you so much. I I, I will say this, though. You know, I I did not, this was not something I did by myself. I had amazing, amazing help. Mm, And when I say I had amazing help, I had a godly and a praying mother. Oh, yes. And this was somebody who was not afraid to talk about sex. In fact, she made it fun. You know, we could ask her any kind of questions. And so she was very, very open. We could talk to her about anything. Uh, My mom was my best friend. She is my best friend next to my husband. And so, you know, we've got that going on. But then on the other hand, uh, and I I neglected to mention this earlier, but God blessed me with an amazing, actually amazing father figures. Uh, My pastor ended up becoming, Bishop Charles Blake ended up becoming my spiritual dad of sorts. And he was very protective of anybody that tried uh, to make any type of advances. And so having that really helped to heal with that whole issue of rejection. Absolutely. God is faithful in those kinds of ways. You know, he really is. Amen. Well, let me just uh, take one more turn here and let's talk about the the practical work that you're doing now as it relates to uh, seminars, conferences that you're speaking at and uh, the immersive experiences that you produce for your clients, not only in the classroom, but also personally, uh, one-on-one. Tell us a little bit about some of the things you're doing to bring your message to the the marketplace. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, on March the 21st, I'm hosting an online conference called the Rejection to Direction Experience. And this is an online conference. Anybody can take it from wherever they are, their home or office. And um, one of the amazing coaches who helped me helped me get to this core of the story of what happened with my dad, he is actually going to be speaking at this conference. And wow. I, I would just, you know, he's going to be on the line and helping other people to process through and deal with their rejection uh, and use it for direction, turn their pain into purpose. And so that's on March 21st. But I really feel like God is helping me to or is 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 uh, catapulting me into helping people that have truly experienced a deep hurt and a deep level of rejection, helping them come out of that and turn it around and use it for the good. And so that's one of the events that we do. Um, another is something called VIP and deep dive VIP days. And these are live events where I help people get to the core of their why, help them find their purpose, and ultimately help them launch and start their own online business. I love seeing people uh, plug into their purpose and then plug that purpose into a business so that they can start making money that can fund the kingdom of God. And I'm so excited to say that we've got several clients around the world and they are um, getting out of debt, dropping off toxic relationships. They are having their own workshops. One of my clients just had her own workshop over the last week and she's already signed her first two paid clients. And just to see the momentum, they're writing books, um, they're launching six-figure incomes. And so God is good. I'm so excited to see other people people propel in their purpose. Wonderful. Well, you function in an area, obviously married to a pastor. Uh, you, you all serve a great congregation in Montgomery, Alabama. And, uh, so you're, you're caught up in and have been in the ministry world that that is the, the local church setting for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I do want to ask you a couple of questions. This is something I've talked about to a lot of my guests. Mm-hmm. Where where do you see the church going? And I want to talk about the church. I'm talking about God's church, okay? Not mm-hmm. any denomination, just God's church in the earth. It seems like to me there's a a shift, <laughs> a bit of a an adjustment being made, a transition that's happening right now that mm-hmm. I believe is a move of the spirit mm-hmm. toward empowerment, toward yes. toward developing people, toward releasing people into their calling, oh, yes. as opposed to this this almost. Uh, uh, self-contained, self-protective sort of a deal that we've been doing for many, many years in the church world. What do you see happening and, and how are you all walking that out right now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the church should be about empowerment and equipping people to take their gifts, skills, talents, and abilities and pour into the lives of other people. And this is one of the things that my husband actually does very, very well. Um, some of the listeners may not know. My husband pastors one church in eight locations uh, here in here in Alabama. And one of the things I admire about him is that he appoints co-pastors. And so that basically means that he is not doing all of this by himself. He has great help and people around him to carry forth the vision. But if he was so self-absorbed in, you know, holding this is my church, you know, nobody else can have this, you know, this is what God gave me to do. And you're constantly trying to 
to hold on to it for your own gain, then you're not empowering other people to walk in their gifts, their skills, their talents and abilities. And so absolutely, I see the shift because it's happening with my clients. <laughs> they are, you know, they're, they're walking into new levels of entrepreneurship. They're writing books. They're getting out of debt. They're starting their own businesses. So yes, the church is to serve as a catalyst for change in equipping other people to actually become who God has called them to be, to walk in their God-given purpose. That's fantastic. Well, Lady J, Giovanna Ellison, it is an incredible honor for us to have you on this program, and I want to thank you for taking of your time to do this and uh, know that you're in our prayers for all the great work you're doing, and we are looking forward to seeing you soon, actually, I think, in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, So... uh, God bless you. Thank you for being with us today. Tell us before we go, where can we find out more about Lady J? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Brian. Listeners can go to Javana.com and they can learn all about me there. That's Javana, J-E-V, like victory, O-N-N-A-H. And I created a cheat sheet on a special page just for your listeners, a one-page cheat sheet so that they can get crystal clear about their unique purpose. And so that's there for them as well. Awesome. Well, thanks for being with us today. God bless, and and may everything you put your hands to just be multiplied and blessed in this season, girl. Thank you so much. Well, I know that this interview today certainly touched something in your heart, and I trust that you've been made aware that you are approved of by the Heavenly Father. No matter what you've been through, in your childhood, in your adult life, if you've experienced rejection on any level, you know personally what Giovanna was talking about, about having a father walk away, a mother walk away, or some moment in your life where you felt as though you were abandoned, left alone, or rejected. Well, you're accepted. You are accepted in the beloved, and your heavenly father loves you, approves of you, believes in you, and has great plans for your life. Well, there's a lot of things happening around here, and I want you to just plug in to brianholmes.com. First of all, let me say that if you've enjoyed this particular podcast and this has spoken to you, I'm inviting you to share that with someone you know on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, wherever it is you do social media, where you engage with family members, email them, whatever you got to do, say, go check out brianholmes.com forward slash 077. That episode will impact you and change your life. But plug into Monday Mastery, plug into the blog post, plug into this podcast, subscribe to the podcast, share what God is doing in your heart with someone who needs to hear a positive, uplifting message. Well, till next time, we bless you. You're made in his image, created for greatness. The entire world is waiting for you to show up, so I trust that you will do just that. Till next time, God bless. We'll see you back here next week.